right. Welcome to fall. Welcome to seasonal affective disorder time. It definitely is, dude. Welcome to... I had to take a nap today on the couch because it was dark and it was 6 o'clock and I said, oh no. Oh no, I cleaned after doing gym. Oh no, it's time for nappy poo. It's not like you really need an excuse. We've been recording this (sighs) podcast for years, man. The readers know. Yeah, but I haven't been... using daylight savings time. I haven't been napping in so long. Uh, Is that true? I've been napping a little more. I heard a little snore snore last night. What? Yeah. How? Where? Actually, maybe I'm thinking of tonight while I was waiting for my rice to cook. Yeah, that was tonight. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm saying. I'm, yeah, fessing, yeah. I'm fessing up. I'm being honest with, uh, you know, the okay. readers yeah. and saying, hey, when that sun starts going down at like two o'clock and you're just like trying to do your like hanging crunches and you're like, where's the sun? Where's the sun? It's only 2.30. What the fuck? What the fuck, man? You do hang crunches. Like on, you back on a plank and then you have you hold yourself up and you do the, you know. Oh, I was lifts. picturing more like a 80s like a, kung oh, fu no, no, movie no, no. where like you strap my ankles up. You have your like knees around a pull-up bar and you're hanging upside down. No, 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 no. I was like, "Damn, I didn't know it was like that." No. I knew you were getting jacked, but I didn't know it was like that. But yeah, hey, it's daylight savings time. It's night. Ugh. It's now night, very early. So early, too early. Yeah. I had to turn the lights on in here at 4:15. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know, I know. I said, excuse me. I was starting to lament it when I had to start turning the lights on around 6. And then before you know it, boom, 4.15. Yeah, it's fucking up my sleep big time. I mean, last night, or rather this morning, I woke up... You know how they say when you're sleeping, you're kind of doing peaks and valleys, like you go down into uh-huh. REM sleep? I My alarm went off at the deepest valley I've experienced oh. in a long time. So you had to go, <laughs> and I think it has something to do with the time change. Cause I wake up at the same time every work day. That shouldn't really happen. Well, and I went to bed at approximately the same time as I usually do, hmm. you know, but I was in the middle of a wave. And I think it's because, you know, the, the time, the time change just fucks with your body clock in general. Well, generally. Yeah. You know, even so if I stay up till 11 or 12, like I usually do, mm-hmm. my body actually probably thinks it's like one or two in the morning. Because it's been dark yeah. for so long. Yeah. That's my theory. Uh, eh, I just have been waking up early and been like, no, we're not doing this at 5.30 or 6 in the morning. I'm so sorry. I know you think that because you see the light, it's time for you to get up. But no, 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 no. We've we've done a bad thing. I wish my body would do that. I really wouldn't mind becoming a Mormon, morning person in the winter. I almost said a Mormon person. You could do that. I mean, yeah. it's... Well, people would have to agree to it and that's gonna get a little weird but mm-hmm. um the sheets what about the sheets what are the more the do? long underwear and the sheets for hovering they have the special underwear i believe it's the jays that have the sheets for the hovering no you're talking about sex through sheets right yeah that's the jays no mormons do that too uh-huh they just don't thrust I'm get, i have i have mormon friends i'm gonna ask about this i'm not sure that's true how many mormon friends you're talking do you have? you're t- a couple you're talking about soaking Sure. When you don't move. That's called soaking. Hovering? Soaking? Whatever the fuck. It's when you put it in and you just kind of wait. Yeah, you can't do anything. No, no. Yeah. That sounds kind of good, actually. Ew. Disgusting. I mean, I, you know. Ugh. Anyway. Ugh. This is, this is, this is free feed. This, that's after show behavior. <laughs> okay. I don't need this. I don't need this from you right now. Well, yeah. You know, I got my computer back now, so we can uh-huh. get back on track with the page because the page subscribers. I, I wrote a little memo. I know I saw on our last episode, but just to make it extra clear, I haven't had my fucking computer for a while because of Apple mm-hmm. and their shenanigans, which we described on one of these after shows that I oh, haven't yeah. been able to post. Do you want to take your time to tell it to the public? So, I mean, it, it all began with my computer being slow for over a year. So slow, mind you, that when you open Finder, you get the spinning wheel of death. That's how slow. That's pretty. We're bad. not talking about a little unusable. I mean, you used it. I used it state. to post one or two episodes and was like, I can't do it. It's not working. It, there's a reason it was taking me so long to edit episodes. Not because I care about this podcast and labor over it, but because it takes 20 minutes to open Google Chrome, let alone yeah. like render something, you know. It took like 10 minutes to bounce it. It takes I was like, so me? long, dude. That, and, and you know... For whatever reason, because I still don't know what the problem is. We'll get Mm. to that later. That wasn't even the worst part. Like, bouncing things normally takes a while. I'm prepared to wait for that. Mm, But I am not prepared to click on, you know, 
an icon and just watch it bounce for 15 minutes. No. So this is how bad no. it was. Yeah. That's all to set the stage of I let this go for like a year because I was just like, I don't know. I really only use it to edit the podcast. Who cares? I have the iPad now. I can live with it. Mm-hmm. But I started to get terrified because, you know, we're going to go to war over Taiwan and pretty soon you're going to have to turn your computers into the government. Well, So I figured I better get this fixed now. And I eventually pulled the trigger on this. So I take it to Apple. They run a couple diagnostics on it. Passes all the diagnostics. Mm-hmm. Completely in, completely indeterminate. And they're like, well, you know, the guy is in front of me at this point. I'm with a genius bar. Has oh, this to is call the these first people. day. This is the first oh, time. Oh, boy. So I'm with the genius. Everybody buckle in. This is a long story. And he's like, okay, you know, it passes all the diagnostics, but I'm using it, and I can tell you're you're not making this up. This is really fucked up. So we have a process where we take it behind the scenes, and we keep it for four or five days and run extensive diagnostics on it. Week goes by. I receive no call from Apple. It turns out it's because they had the wrong phone number for some reason. Hmm. Why they didn't just send me an email? Because they did have that. Because it is Appel. It's is inexplicable. They, they have your Apple ID. They have all of your contact. They have your email to send to tell you that Apple Music is going up a dollar. Yeah, they can fucking tell me that. They can tell me they renewed my subscription for the iCloud storage I don't want. Thanks. But, you know, they, they can't fucking call me back. So, I, you know, I let it go. I call them back. I'm like, hey, I never got a call. I get an absolutely inept service member from the Apple Store Soho on the line. This is after you go through the phone tree of Apple because you cannot call stores directly. Why didn't you just hit zero? I did eventually do that. That's how I got this service member oh. at Apple Soho. You have to sit on their dumb automated thing and keep yelling operator, operator, and hitting zero and hitting zero. And eventually you get a human being on the phone Mm. who is somewhere in the San Fernando Valley or whatever, you know, God knows where, Idaho. Mm. And they are eventually like, okay, what are you talking about? You have to repeat yourself again. Okay, where'd you drop it off at? Fine. They finally get you there. I get there. I'm talking to someone who's second day on the job at Apple Store Soho. So they're like, uh, uh, and they're trying to be cutesy about it. It was a woman. She was like, um, I don't really like understand what this says, but I'm just going to read it to you. And I was like, read it to me. I'll understand what it says. I know what the, I think I know what the problem is. Oh, yeah. So she reads me through a thing that's like, oh, we had the wrong phone number, but here's what they said. I don't really understand it. And I'm like, what I don't understand is what you just read me said that you uh, that my computer passed all of the diagnostics again and that there's nothing you can do. Is that accurate? She's like, hold, please. Yeah. comes back on the phone. I just checked with my manager. Um, I, I think you're right, but like I'm not really sure. And I was like, okay. So I'm go gonna, grab that manager. I'm going to need to talk to someone that does know what they're talking about. Okay, hold please. She comes back on the line. Uh, my manager can't come to the phone right now. They're going to have to call you back. Now, all of this is, again, just to set the stage for a recurring theme here, which is phone tree, incompetent person, got to call you back. I'm not yeah. going to waste everybody's time with the details of each one of those phone calls, but suffice it to say that that process happens three times over the next 72 hours. The exact same thing. Yeah. Until finally, one morning at work, the, four, the morning of the fourth day, you know, mm-hmm. God said, let there be light, and then on the fourth day, call the Apple store. Ooh, so I fucking call the hotline again. Again, I'm talking to somebody in Kalamazoo, and they're like, I'm going to transfer you to Soho. I said, no, 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 you're not. You're going to get me a manager at that store. I do not want to talk to a peon at the store. I want to talk to a manager. She's like, well, I don't know if I can do that. I said, well, I want to talk to your manager. She's like, a super associate? They have like cute terms for everything. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Someone that can do something about this needs to get on the phone right now. Again, get put on hold. Get the super associate. The super associate's like, well, I don't know if I can get you through to a manager. I was like, I'm not getting off the phone with you until you do. She's like, okay. Uh, I'll transfer you. I said, you're not transferring me. You're, you're going to stay on yeah. this call until I get that person. And then you're going to stay on the call the whole time. So that this is on record everywhere. What's right. going on here. Finally get a manager who I have a five minute conversation with, with the other delegate on the line. This guy sounds competent and he's relatively nice, but he's still basically telling me it passes all the diagnostics. There's not much we can do, but I'm sorry for your terrible experience. And then says, I'll have to call you back. To which I say, no, 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 no. I will accept this callback with one caveat. You're giving me your cell phone number. Because I'm not going through the phone tree of having to reach, you know, Kalamazoo and then you every time. And he acquiesces after a little bit of coaxing because I could tell he really did not want to do that. Given our heated conversation. But he essentially had no choice. His store fucked up big time. 
Yeah. Because, you know, I feel like I'm not doing a good job of laying it out. The, the, there is no solution to the problem being had here. I'm being passed around and have very little information about what my diagnosis is and the why The pass around party do. bottom of Apple customer service? Yes. Mm-hmm. So finally, this guy calls me back eventually, and he says, you know, here's the issue. Um, your computer passes all the diagnostics. It's definitely not a hardware issue, but maybe we can replace your hard drive for free since you've had such a bad experience. And if that works, would that be satisfactory to you? Otherwise, I can offer you a steep discount on a new computer. I said, I don't want a new computer. This computer's three years old. I want the computer that I have, and I want it to work. So, yeah, replace the hard drive for free. Long story short, a couple days later, we're going on two weeks here, by the way. Yeah. It's been two weeks of this. I get a call back from him that says, hey, you know, good news. We didn't have to replace your hard drive. We uh, realized that uh, we just had to put an older operating system on the computer, and it solved all the problems. And I said, excuse me? You That's did not solving a problem. You did what? And he's like, yeah, we just realized if we put Mojave, which is from 2018, uh-huh. a four-year-old operating system on the computer... Uh, it, it runs better now because at a certain point, our operating systems were designed around a hard drive that you don't have. Yeah. One of the conversations I'd been having in the background with this guy the entire time was, will you just upgrade my hard drive? I know that's what the problem is. Like, I'm computer literate enough to know I do not have a solid state hard drive. That is the nature of the, the world thing, now. Yeah. I wish you would just put a solid state hard drive in. And this guy keeps saying, well, we can't do that uh, because it's Apple policy. And I said, well, what's the policy? Why not? And he said, well, it's not a very Apple journey. We don't like to upgrade computers. Uh, if we can't, you know, work with the machine that you have, the best thing for a proper Apple journey is to just get a new machine. Yeah. And I'm like, so an Apple journey is an incredibly, like, pernicious customer exer- customer service experience, followed by no resolution, followed by a bricked computer, and buy a new one. That's the journey you're trying to send me on. You know, this is their official corporate policy through the mouth of this man. Yeah. Is we bricked your computer. That's the tacit admission. Sorry, our software updates bricked your fucking machine. Yeah. It's useless now. Buy a new one, sucker. Yeah. You know? And like people think like planned obsolescence is like kind of a conspiracy theory, but no. I mean, this is very concrete. I mean, I, again, I, I should have just pointed at ye old MacBook Air and been like, that's from 2017. Well, you know, it I, works like a fucking whistle. It has all the ports, yeah, and it works just fine. And it has the least amount of memory that one could have. And you know what? It works like a fucking charm. I gave this guy the business around all that stuff because I was like, "Hey, man, I've been an Apple customer for twenty years at this point. I bought my first computer in two thousand three. That's true. I've only needed three computers. This is my third one. But you're telling me the lifespan of this one is one third the length of the other two. Like, does that yeah. sound like progress to you? Does that seem like a very Apple journey? Yeah, does that seem like a very fucking Apple journey? You know? Yeah. This whole Apple journey thing, that really set me off. They shouldn't have said that to you. You know? They shouldn't have, you know, admitted that. That means that you had a green manager. Because there's the thing that you say to employees, and then there's the way that you rephrase it to customers. Because I would never say, like, you know, you know, oh, I'm so sorry that you didn't have the boop way of selling right. experience. They'd be like, you have a way? And I'm like, duh. Like, but you don't say that to people. Well, I know from talking to you and just also being a savvy person in the world that, of course, they have a way. But, you know, hey, guy, the journey that I've been on for the last two weeks, we're way off this the is rails a, This here. is a bumpy ride, it, motherfucker. If this was the Oregon Trail, like, the rest of my party has died of dysentery, and I'm running out of buffalo to shoot, okay? <laughs> so, like, what what the fuck are you talking about, Apple Journey? I've been, like, had my, like, neck wrung verbally just for having, like, a pair of shoes or a bag at the repair place that I didn't have to take it to um, on the hook. Yeah. Like, like, it was there too long, and, like some brunch bitch was like, where's my bag? And I'm like, sweetie, the hardware doesn't exist. They told me, they looked to find the hardware. It just doesn't exist. I can't help you. They're like, but I want it. And I'm like, okay, no. Well, and here's the problem relative to my case, right? And I said this at one point to this manager in one of our many conversations. I said, I need somebody to be honest with me. Like, I don't want this runaround anymore. I've had it with this. If the honest answer is that my computer is bricked because it's three years old, you need to tell me that. 
But you're not telling me that. You're bait and switching well, me with need, promises yeah. of free things. You're downgrading the computer and telling me that's a solution. You're, you know, you are trying to sell me a new computer, but in this really convoluted way that's not honest. At in all. a way that shouldn't take two weeks. No. You can do that. You can play that game if you're doing three days. Maybe, yeah. But, but even I mean, then, it's like. Mm. You know, I, I you know I played up how much I use the computer because you of got course, to in yeah. a situation yeah. like this. But it's like, th- it, what if this was a critical thing? What if I was a freelance, like you know, graphic designer? Right. What the fuck? I, I would be out of the job, or you'd be screaming at them, and you're just acting like whatever. Yeah. yeah this is just part of the process. Call you back, you know. So long story short, I'm, I eventually give up on this. I get the, the guy sends me an email that's like, here's what we did. We downgraded the software. That's the only solution we can offer you. Oh, by the way, part of the story that I missed is at one point they they offered me a third-party solution. They said, we can't do the repair, but here's our recommended person that can do the repair. And I said, okay. I call them up. They go, oh, Apple says your computer passes all the diagnostics and uh, won't do the repair. Well, we're just going to do the same di- diagnostic that they do and charge you $75 for it. Oh. Eh, right, that right there is bad. And then he says, if it passes all of them, I can't do the repair either. Because Apple oh, yeah, yeah. contracts every third party in the world. They have to be Apple certified. And they won't work on the computer if the Apple store won't work on it. Mm-hmm. So they can't offer me anything either. Yeah. You know. And so after that revelation, I go back to the manager. I'm like, the person you recommended also can't do it. I have a feeling you knew that. So you wasted and more you of my just, time. Yeah. And you just wasted more of my time. So long story short, I have my computer back. It seems to work better. <laughs> it has a four-year-old operating system on it, which means I can't use Photoshop. By the way, I'm a subscriber to Adobe. I gave in to that a couple years ago. Yeah, stupid. Can't use it. Can't use fucking Photoshop on this computer. Yeah. I'm, I'm working on uh, Photoshop 2018. Maybe that's why my computer hasn't slowed down, because I haven't been downloading some bullshit every... Probably, man. If you don't update the operating system, it's probably fine. Oh, the operating system updates, but not the Adobe. Well, anyway. The thing is, you know, I'm trying to see the silver lining here because I'm like, I'm having car trouble as well right now. That's also... Still? It's not it's not presenting itself right now, but the problem didn't get fixed. Oh, it well. got looked at and was like the same situation. They were like, eh, we don't really know. Bring it back if it happens again. Luckily, my mechanic is very efficient and more trustworthy than a, a trillion-dollar corporation. That's usually right. But that uh, sounds right. So I, I'm not in a position right now where I'm willing to like be too adventurous. Oh. If the computer starts to really shit the bed, or I can't figure out a workaround for Photoshop, this is what I was getting at. Mm. I'm gonna desubscribe from Adobe. That'll be a nice two hundred dollars I can like knock off the expenses for the year and just pirate it allegedly this is made up this is all fake oh yeah it that that's getting harder and harder to do it's, now but it's, it's getting, getting very, very hard to do however i was successful in taking my pirate version of another program which i wouldn't won't name putting it onto an external hard drive and then putting it back on this computer so mm. i think i can get your photoshop off of yours and put it on mine oh that used to be harder to do but i figured it out oh yeah you just have yeah you just again like i told you you can't use it on Wi-Fi. on wi-fi yeah. i mean if i have to make that that concession that's so easy to do by the way it's also like oh no distractions are popping up no iMessage is popping up if you want to like go fuck around on the internet and get an image you're like i can also just airdrop it to myself you can like, it's it. not yeah. like hard and you're like ping 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 mm. it's very i do it all day long yeah so my my point is i'm trying to find workarounds here but the computer is back this is the longest possible way of saying, saying i'll be sorry. able to put Oops, up all berries episodes yeah. again yeah. but god damn it dude between that and the car yeah you were in a little anxiety i was just having i was just having a very stressful week over those two things and i still am because neither thing is really resolved it sucks it's like the worst of every world where i'm like okay i got to save the money of not incurring these massive expenses Uh but it's i just kicked it down the road now i wonder they're gonna catch up with me what i think you gotta do you know is not go to apple directly to purchase anything ever again obviously if you want a thing just go to best buy it's usually cheaper it's on sale they fuck around they they cut your deals you find an open box you're like how much is that 900 bucks i'll take it right you know don't give them the satisfaction of taking your money anymore get the thing but never like i've only ever purchased from apple a charging block i think because i needed it at the store yeah yeah and I didn't have one, and I said, "Hey, 
I need some shit. I mean, I think you're right about this for a second hidden reason, too, which is if you just buy their third-party insurance plans, which are much cheaper than Apple Care, Hell yeah, dude. And last a lot longer. Hell yeah, dude. They'll just replace your shit for like five years instead yeah. of the two. You can always re-up Apple Care, which I should have done, I, apparently. Mm. Uh, but oh, goddamn me for thinking a computer would last longer than two years. You know, like thirty dollars a year, sixty dollars. Yeah, something like that. But you I, know, I have Apple Care on the iPad because I was like, I'm gonna drop that bitch. Yeah, I don't know. I, you know, I let it. I let, oh, it I let that lapse because I had the old card on it at Best Buy and I just never re-upped it. Oops, I don't have Apple Care on the iPad. I hope I don't drop it. Yeah. Oopsies. I never take it anywhere. It's fine. Um, but so anyway, yeah, your your point is well taken. That if you absolutely, if I absolutely need a thing from this company, it's not gonna happen through them. Anymore. No, 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 no. I never have. I've yeah. bought it. Phones come from Verizon, computers come from Best Buy. As all you buy it from the person who has the provider level, right, right. you know. Um, I always have done that. I've never, I never, never. Because did I tell you that one time? Uh, I had like a piece of dust that got trapped under. Excuse me, the SE um, lens of the I camera, remember this, and I was like, huh. And they're like, okay, we'll just go get you another one. We'll be right back. I'm like, cool, thanks. Because I worked right next to her. I was like, this is great. Easy breezy. Walk right in. Thank you. And they come back. Actually, I'm like, yes. They're like, we can actually fix that. It's just going to be about a week. And I'm like, what? No. I this Personal and work. You can't do that. And they're like, we're going to give you an iPhone 6. And I'm like, ooh, nice. Have fun. Um, What? And they're like, yeah. So you're going to have to like re-download all your shit and re-log. I'm like, that's an hour. I don't know my passwords, you dumb bitch, sir. And then, fine, whatever, submitted. But it was all in the under the guise of, you're going to buy this uh, iPhone 6, right? And I'm like, no, give me my phone back. Yeah, yeah. Do your free thing and give me my shit back. Right. Run me my shit back. And they do not like doing that. I know. Nobody... I'm surprised they didn't give you a loaner of something really nice. I mean, they they were not, they didn't want to help me. They just didn't want to help me. Well. That, that that was the long and the short of it. Hmm. And so my alternative plan B here is if it starts crapping out again, because apparently since no one can fix it, Apple or third party, I'm just going to do it myself. Yeah. I watched a bunch of YouTube videos and I was like, you know what? I can do this. If I had to do this <sighs> at work, I wouldn't even think twice about it. It's that easy. You know, if somebody if somebody in a certain department was like, oh, my, my Mac is broken. Can you replace the hard drive art handlers? I'd be like, yeah, sure. It's really it's really that easy. And they gave me the runaround about it. It's like something Apple could do in less than 20 minutes. They mm. just won't, won't do it. So I'll do it my fucking self. Well, you know? Yeah. Ugh. All right. Anyway, I, I was handy today. What does that mean? Hand job? Normally, yes. Um, no, I was actually handy. The our, our kitchen shelf was falling out of the wall. So I got into the, the, bit, the bits and bob of anchors and, and such mm -hmm. and went to town. Oh, you did, huh? I fixed it myself because I'm a big boy. That's nice. I think that's like the third time that's happened. There's probably a lot of holes back there, huh? No, I just feel like the I've anchors. Done that at the least anchors once. were too small. Oh, so I used big bitch anchors, and that fucker's not going anywhere. Um, but in the process, I did have to. I, I'm gonna. This is a build up to reveal your shame. Um, I did have to, you know, move around things and then move around the microwave. Uh huh. And under the microwave, do you want to know what I found? No. A full handful of shredded cheese. I know exactly what incident that's from, actually. What? Yes. So uh, you know that this happened? and Well, I thought I cleaned it up. I did not. It was a full <laughs> handful of shredded mixed cheese from Trader Joe's. I know what it, I was like, this is a fine shred. I know what this is. And there is a full ass handful. Jesus Christ. I did not think about under the microwave. Interesting. Where did it explode? Yeah. So one night I was a little drunk, uh -huh. and I decided I wanted to make a quesadilla. Um, but for whatever reason, I started heating up the tortillas before the cheese was on them. I don't know what I was thinking. The fuck. Yeah. So I realized after a couple of minutes, I'm like, oh shit, there's no cheese in my cheese quesadilla. So I had a brand new pack of cheese, and I tore the top of it off as you do. You know, it's got the little perforation, and, uh -huh. and you tear it so you can open the Ziploc. I tore that, but it didn't tear so well. It didn't open I think all that's the way. user error. Probably. So normally what I would do is take a pair of scissors and just cut that off And you cleanly. just ripped it like a caveman. And so you? I just tried to rip it like a caveman while I had a hot pan.
pan in one hand because I took it off the heat because I was about to burn the tortilla. So I had a hot pan in one hand and I had the bag in the other. Put the tortilla down. Okay, logic is obvious. And my my thought was that if, if I could open the bag, I could pour it right on there, right on the tortilla, and then put it back over the heat and we'd be good to go. No problem. But it exploded everywhere. Like everywhere. I mean, it got, it was so much cheese everywhere that uh, it was a real problem. So I cleaned it up night of. I thought I did a good job. Didn't do a good job. Found it in the morning and There was more? Oh, there was so much. I was not here for this? No, there was so much more. Oh, blessings. Uh, And I cleaned it up in the morning and I I have successfully hidden my crime until now. But Handful. (laughs) It was like the whole bag. I mean, imagine an entire bag of shredded cheese. Uh, from the sink to the microwave. Jesus fuck! Like I've, covering. Every- I've been finding little dried bits of them every time I clean. I'm like, where the fuck is this coming? Out? Like, it's not. And I know it's not me. This normally, I'm like, if there's something like a little like, oh, I, I for you know, part of me was like, yeah, maybe it's me. No, and I'm like, I don't use this. What the fuck? Why is it coming from everywhere? I use it like shaved, shaved cheeses and things. You know, because because fancy. Um, and I was like, what the fuck? And then I go to lift the micro, and I go, (gasps) and then I have to sweep it with a little broom. Like, like that's how much there is. I couldn't just like palm it. (laughs) I had to sweep. I mean, I'm telling you, man, it looked like Rockaway Beach made of cheese in there. It was, it covered every surface. There were, there were more (sighs) shreds of cheese in there than there are stars in the sky. Yeah, it was, yeah, I found some of them. I found the dead ones. I everywhere. found the dead stars. I didn't think about under the microwave, though. Damn. I had to clean out like that fruit bowl. It was in the little bowls on top of the shelf. Jesus it was in the coffee maker. It was all over the floor. It was in the cracks of the refrigerator. It was a real Oh, it scene. still is, because I every time I like sweep under there, I'm like, well, more's coming it out. It just keeps coming. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, I mean, I had to salute this the This is the string soldier. cheese incident. I, I, yeah, that's true. Wow. I lost an entire bag that night. They died hard, those savage men. What did you do with the burning tortillas? The next question. Well, I got, I made the quesadilla. I mean, enough fell into the pan that it was oh, it was possible to make. It was a little burned. It wasn't that good. But you douse it in sour cream and bing, bang, boom. You're good to go. Okay. You know, and it was one of those drunken incidents where it was like I was drunk enough that I didn't really remember all of it. Like when I found all the cheese again in the morning, I was like, oh, shit. It was like the brownout flashback of like, oh, that. Yeah. And being like, oh, I did try to clean it up. But holy shit, did I not do a good job? <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then, you know, re- huh. it was, you know, the only equivalent other incident I can think of is when I dropped that glass onto the pile of glass. Oh, God. Like apparently it was that long lasting. Oh, I still find glass all over the place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, I'm waiting for a replacement for those things so much. Because um, you did get them, so you now have to find them again somewhere. Well, it's not like you ever used them, you know? Because so. they're for company I don't and know. for parties, etc. Okay, well, I can get you them for Christmas again. No, no. What? No. You just asked me for them. As a replacement. Well, that's not you can't gift again. No, 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 no. You can't. You're the one that left them on the counter. We were cleaning the whole thing. I know. I'm just saying, you know, if you, you know, if you really care about something, you give it pride of position. You don't put it in an Ikea bag under the sink where it'll eventually become vulnerable in a cleaning. I don't think I even put them there. I think you did. And then I took them out of there to clean. I was in the process of a generous act, and they were. Yes, yeah, you you moved them to another place. They were they were a casualty of not being cared for. I'm not taking responsibility for that. It could have happened to anybody. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think. I. This is what I learned about in in cleaning the the cheese pile. I was like, oh no, oh no, is this one of those? We don't know, you know, the size of our gangliness, and we're whipping around cheese bags all over the place. Well, look, sometimes it's cheese, sometimes it's broken glass, sometimes the tank is missing treads. We all make mistakes, and we got to own up to them. You know? I didn't do that. Okay. I'm committed to the bit. I'm, I don't know. I, I think didn't we, do that. I think we have about 15 minutes of an episode that heavily implies otherwise. But anyway. Anyway. <sighs> all right. <laughs> well...
Well, that's good. We, you you got? Know, we got a bunch of story hours out of the way. Yeah. I was approached by a man while getting my Poke Bowl today. To you, you finally got your Poke Bowl. I sure did. It's been three days in the making, and yeah. you got your clutches Yes, on. I did. Yeah. We well, I went, to that pl- I went to the place by, by Gim. Uh-huh. It's fine. It's okay. Very. I did not see any salmon. Or it's like that mealy salmon. And That's said, not no, no. great. Yeah, the cat uh, food. Yeah, you was, don't like cat food. It was okay. pretty bad. Um, tasty, but I was like, this ain't it. This is not what I want. But, you know, there's a man in there holding like Taco Bell wrappings and obviously unhomed and is like money. And I'm like, no, I like normally I'm like, just ignore until it goes away. And I'm like, no, dude, I'm not paying for your shit. Get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. And then this older dude who was like, you know, we, chatting after he's like, he's like, dude, I'll give you money if you get the hell out of here. Wow. Really? Yeah. He's like, are you going to use it for drugs? If you're using it for drugs, I'm going to fuck you up. And I'm like, good for you, old man. He's like a 55-year-old Damn, that Latino. sounds like my dad. I remember being in the car with my dad one time, and you know, white beggars in Ohio. Oh, just meth. In, yeah, all meth. The meth beggars. They're on the side of the freeway. Yeah. They're not like, you, you know, because in atomized Midwestern society, you're not like walking into places. No. You're on your way from drive-thru to drive-thru. So when you're getting off the freeway, <sighs> this is where the homelessmen hang out. And I remember one time I was in my dad's Camaro with him. So picture the boomer scene. There's a guy there. You know, he's like a 20-something, probably a fucking Iraq veteran or something. You never know. Probably not. Probably just a meth addict. Who knows? Maybe I'm a a soft-hearted lib and whatever. But he's he's got a nice sign that's like, please, I'm hungry. Anything will help. He's not even begging. You know, he's just holding it. My dad rolls down the window you know dangles a bill in front of him and the guy's like oh thank you sir like you know it's like the middle ages yeah this is this is the knight on his chariot and my dad's lord like, ronald dangles a tenor he dangles a tenor and when the guy goes to grab it he pulls it back and he goes you're not going to spend this on drugs are you and the guy's like no sir i don't i don't do any i don't do any of that stuff i'm just hungry you know i'm just out here and he's like okay better not spend this on drugs i i'm not i'm not going to do this again if you spend this on drugs you know he lectures him who the fuck cares? Lecturing yeah. someone from your Camaro that you sold for a profit because of the pandemic and supply shortages? I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway um, oh, my God. So, yeah, uh, you know. But, hey, uh, look, I get why, especially around the Broadway area, people are getting a little aggressive. The homeless men, the homeless men are out of control, man. Well, I didn't tell it on here, but on, on the way to Gim one night, Meth girl goes, can you give me $10 in the meth? They mm. all talk like this. And you're like, okay. And I was like, whoa, Louie Anderson, when did you get reincarnated as a methy white woman? Um, and I'm like, $10? I almost started laughing, but I was like, I don't know. Like, they have meth strength, so I'm not going to really, like, get into it. And I know, like, because then five feet away was her methy boyfriend going like, hey, can you new? I'm like, da, da, da. no, both of you, fuck off. Um, and I'm like, what? And like, they're back there. They were back there again today in broad daylight. And I'm like, <sighs> I do think that the meth is hitting New York. It, irony aside, it, there is methy homeless people here now. There didn't really used to be that. <clears throat> the crazy homeless people here were like schizophrenics. And then the druggy ones were like fentanyl people. But now there's meth people. They're acting methy. There's yeah. a lot. Of, I think there just is meth people now. Okay. I've been noticing this big time. I saw I saw a, a similar woman downtown crossing the street like at seven in the morning, oh. like talking to herself and wildly gesturing with a cigarette. And she had sores on her face. I was like, that is a meth person. Yeah. That's not a that's not a fentanyl person. That's a meth person. So anyway, yeah, I think it's it's becoming really real. It has been this yeah. whole time, but yeah, it's it's out of control, man. Well, when we were driving in the city on Sunday, I saw you know you know the no lower jaw people, though. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, she was like looking through the cans, and I was like, "It's again, it's broad daylight. What the fuck are we doing here?" Yeah, like, and I saw one in 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 the place of business where I go every day, and you can always tell because they're wearing like the skinny jeans with the flared bell bottoms and like the furry coat. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the matted hair, and I was like, "How did you?" How did you get in here? Everybody looks like they are still listening to Three Six Mafia. It's it's a very like two thousand four aesthetic. Yeah, yeah. like hip slung jeans. Yes. I'm like, how did you get this? Yeah, yeah. Like, have you been doing meth for that long? For twenty years? No, impossible. You never know. You never know. Um, but I was like, what the fuck? Like, 
you can't be tweaking in a mall. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what's gotten into me, but I suddenly feel very bad about this conversation. I mean, they they are out of control, but yeah, it's it's a sad well, situation. It's, it's post, you know, it's post midterms, and you know, everyone wanted to be tough on crime, and that didn't work out so well for for the red hats. That's true. It didn't work out so well. I don't. It didn't work out that well for for the for the blue people either. I don't know, man. A, a pretty big deal for them, honestly. It's pretty still split down the middle. I don't really like, have a dog huh. in this fight. Like I was kind of feeling FOMO today because this is like the first election in a very long time that I've just totally sat out. Oh, like you, a, didn't, you didn't get your sticker? No, of course not. No, oh, well, who am I going to vote for? I mean, I don't, whatever. I don't know. But it's it feels strange to talk about it. But yeah, I I, I was like kind of feeling FOMO today because I was like, oh man, I don't have anybody to root for. I don't really care. I'm still following this, though. And it does seem like a pretty big deal for the Dems, honestly. Like, basically, the status quo is maintained, but they were supposed to get completely wiped out. It's genuinely shocking that with, you know, inflation and all the problems that we're having, that the Dems didn't get fucking swamped. Apparently, abortion matters more to people than I ever would have anticipated. Yeah. That's my theory. Well... That's everybody's theory. That's a lot. I mean, I don't know. White ladies were also voting against their best interests in lots of places. I mean... Come on. Sarah Huckabee Sanders is governor of wherever the fuck. What? Really? I don't know. I didn't even hear that. That might have been fake. I don't know. I, I don't have that much granular detail about it. All I know is that the uh, the Dems should have gotten shellacked and they did not, which is interesting. That's an interesting result. Well, I mean, as like a sports fan of this, I'm like, huh. I don't think anybody was betting on that. No, so no, 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 not at let's all. Let's see. What ha- let's see what happens. But yeah, the tough on crime message didn't work, yeah. which is shocking to me because it should work because I experience it every day. But like nobody's how much crime though. This is the thing. You is, know, is they're we're hitting, fetching about methy people. What's the crime there? You're just a little high in public. Whatever. Who they're cares? hitting hard on crime as if people are being burglarized all the time. Which, by the way, is up. Like I've not Where? experienced everywhere. You getting burgled, especially in big cities. Where car, you getting burgled? Car break-ins and stuff. It's up, man. I got burgled in peak Obama time. Okay, I, in I, Soho. I know, but like anecdotally, you can't tell from an individual perspective how bad it is like until it happens to you and you have some resentment, you know. But statistically, <laughs> yeah, sure, crime is up everywhere. The thing that they really mean though is the homeless problem. When they, you know, when Republicans are everywhere. are messaging towards tough on crime, what they're really talking about is like Kensington Avenue Philly. What they're really talking about is Broadway and Myrtle. Like it's it sucks your likelihood of being accosted and having like a random event where somebody freaks out and something bad happens is extremely high right now nobody can deny that if you live in a city it's awful it's a it lowers everyone's quality of life so yes i feel bad for the meth people or whatever but at the same time i'm self-interested and i'm like you know it's nice that the tire iron guy falls asleep and holds the door open for me accidentally but on the other hand i don't want to get accosted on the subway and i don't like it when people smoke blunts at rush hour it sucks So it's kind of surprising to me that it didn't work because maybe the only places that it could work are so like theologically Democrat anyway that they would never vote on that message. You know, the rural places where it's not happening as much are like, yeah, the cities are shitholes. And it happens to be true, but they don't have a dog in that fight. Yeah, but yeah, you know what I mean? I mean, here's the thing, you know, I don't really again, the joy of being the driver is I I don't see shit. Until I'm ooting a boot, and then I'm like annoyed. I'm like, excuse me, this was supposed to be my my little pokey treat. Yeah, now you're yeah. asking me for f- no, fuck off. And I'm all like jacked on tea after you know lifting heavy, and I'm like, I normally would be like, mm-hmm. I'm like, fuck you, no, yeah. we're not doing that. And then I have a dude who's like, yeah, I was a warrior back in the day. I'm like, oh great, he got my back great. Let you want you want to do Fight Club on this guy right now? What are we doing? He's like, eh, no, I'll fuck him up later if I see him pass out. I'm like, cool. You yeah, know. I mean, I you know, get him off your back, but it. it no what can I say? I've said my piece about this. It sucks. It's, what can you do? It's fine. It. It's also just part of doing business. Yeah, it is, but it's too bad that it has to be so much a part of it. It like you know <clears> when <throat> you think of like just historical progress. What, because the argument that liberals use, right, is that, like, well, it's only the last two years that it's gone up, but if you look at the last 30 years, it's actually always declining. And it's like, yeah, but, like, no company would ever be like, oh, our profits have declined massively in the last two years, but if you look over 30 years, we're still up. We're still up. That's not how shit works. Things are supposed to get better. Yeah. So when you're noticeably, like, witnessing the decline, it just feels bad. 
Right. You know, and and if and if you're if you're like so racked with some abstract guilt where you're like, oh well, it's nobody's fault. There's no personal responsibility. Just let it happen. It's like that's not good. We can't live like that. And you, but you also don't want to be, a, you know, a, a conservative person with no dog in the fight. That's like everything sucks. And really, you have a boat. You know, like yeah. I don't know. So, but I mean, conversely, there's like that that like a community garden thing or whatever on Lewis, and uh-huh. they were giving out food to people. I'm like, how do we have this, and then we have this, like literally two blocks away? Well, you know, you have that everywhere, though. It's like churches do that. They do that at, down at um, Herbert Von King Park all the oh, time. Right, right, I mean, right, yeah. ple- people have been doing this for years because this has always historically been a poor neighborhood. Right. You know? Yeah. Like, but those charity things only have to exist because there's no infrastructure of otherwise. Right. The only infrastructure that actually exists is, you know, cops writing tickets when the mayor's at the church across the street. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Eric Adams' whole like shtick on this basically seems to be ignore the problem and never really talk about it and hope it goes away. And hope that people are going to come back to our offices to give us money. Yeah. I, he, his whole thing just seems to be like, don't do much and just hope. Not even hope. Just don't do much. It's like lazy Obama messaging. <clears throat> you know? <clears throat> He's like, I'm cool. Is that, that's what you voted for, right? And Everyone's like, no, you're not cool, dude. Yeah, but nobody ever likes the mayor of New York. There's not much they can do about it. Well... I mean, honestly, my solution to the homeless problem is you got to bring back asylums. I know everybody hates Nurse Ra- Ratchet and one flew over okay. the cuckoo's nest, and everyone had a bad experience watching like Jack Nicholson get like lobotomized or whatever. But it's really, in most cases, it's not a very bad idea. Honestly, I beg to be lobotomized every day. Yeah, I wouldn't be confronted with the terrors of living all the time. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, fun. I don't know. I mean, like. like this is not a homeless story, but this uh, things are out of control. This morning on the subway, I had an encounter with a real live man spreader. Like, <laughs> I hate to even in- invoke that term, but this was like the most aggressive example of it I've ever seen. Uh-huh. So I get on a crowded like 7 a.m. J train, you know, and there's a conspicuous gap between two people that's too narrow for one person to sit in. Mm-hmm. But I know it's sittable. You know what I'm saying? Because they're not fat people or anything. It's just like this guy's got his legs extra wide and the elderly woman next to him is sitting normal. But he's really taking up like half of another seat. Mm-hmm. So I walk over to it. I gesture towards it. Nobody moves. So I just start sitting down. The elderly woman looks annoyed, looks at me, gets up. I've had this happen a couple times, actually, because on a crowded morning train, I'm like, you guys don't have a choice. Like, this is for sharing. I'm just going to start sitting down. Right. If you're not going to actively be polite, like, you're just going to have to deal with this. I do that all the time. Huh. Most people don't put up a fuss. They just are like, a fine. But I've had it a couple of times where specifically elderly women will get up, look annoyed, and then just stand in front of you while you sit down as if you've stolen their seat from them. And well, I'm like, you kind of are. And I'm like, no, ma'am, I'm not stealing your seat from you. You just need to move over a little bit, and so does the other guy. There's three seats here, not two. Right, yeah. I'm not doing anything <clears throat> wrong. You're being a bitch. And if you want to be a bitch and stand in front of me, I'll just stare at you. It's fine. I have my fucking sunglasses on. Get out of here. <laughs> you know? So I do that, and I'm concerned with her because she's, like, acting a little bit annoyed. But then I look over to my right, and the manspreader guy who hasn't closed his legs one iota is super pissed that I'm there. So I kind of slide over into the old lady spot, and I'm like, whatever. Now this middle gap that you're taking up, guy, that's mad at me, is somebody else's problem. Next stop, uh, a middle-aged like Latino woman gets on. She does the same thing that I did. She gestures at the spot. The guy doesn't move his legs. I move over as much as I can, which is not much. I'm just taking right. up a normal yeah. amount of space. And she d- goes and sits down. We're shoulder to shoulder, you know, in an uncomfortable way. But I'm like, whatever. I have my seat. I'm ignoring it. A couple minutes later, I'm reading my book. The manspreader guy keeps looking over at her. Keeps looking over at her like mean mugging her you know Mm -hmm. and eventually she puts down her phone and she's like what what is your problem and he's like why are you touching me you know and starts freaking out and she's like you're taking up a ton of space you could just close your legs everything would be fine i'm still gonna sit here and this guy flips the fuck out he's like don't let the tie fool you i'm from the hood you're fucking with the wrong boob like loud as fuck and she's like, fuck you. You know, she's it's she's on. fiery, it's too. On, like, so Donkey she's like, Kong. fuck yeah. you. You're taking up. And he's like, fuck you, bitch. Stop talking to me. And she's like, I'm done talking. You know, it goes back yeah, and yeah. forth of like course, this yes. for, I'm not kidding you, like four or five minutes. It's long. Yeah. It's several stops. Like the train stops. The door opens. People look in at what's going on. Don't like, get nope, on. Yep. It, this happens like <clears throat> twice. And I'm just sitting there next to them both. Like, they ain't got nothing to do with me. Like, wh- whatever. I got my yeah. popcorn out. This is kind of fun. 
And nothing ever came of it. Like, eventually, that like, good for her. She just stood her ground. She was like, I'm done talking to you. He's yelling in her ear. She's ignoring it. She's just on her phone. He's yelling. He's yelling. And this is like a young guy in a suit, you know? This isn't like a crazy homeless person. This yeah. is a guy that, like, I don't know. He seemed like a sociopath. I'm like, you have, like, a job at a bank, and you're acting this way on your commute, you know? Like, bro bad on you this is yeah. crazy on every level because this is your fault in the first place yes. but also like are you not aware i mean the optics of this are terrible for you anybody that's riding this train with you and sees you get off like i wouldn't be surprised if some kind of karen like went Video, into his place yeah. of work and was like this dude is fucking crazy you yeah. know don't you shouldn't work with this person it's just bad it was just bad on every level and i was just like man this societal decay is crazy but hey he kept man spreading he was crowding out this woman. She eventually got off at her normal stop, and he just kept on sitting. And nobody sat next to him for the rest of his ride. So I got off eventually, too, and I was like, hope you have a good commute, bro. Like, you succeeded. But I always thought manspreading was basically a not thing. I thought it was Oh, no, th- it's real. I thought it was a thing that, like, just women needed something to complain about, so they do that. But, like, man, he really stood his ground. He was like a castle doctrine manspreader. Oh, Jesus Christ. He will shoot you down on <clears throat> sight. You know? I I don't understand. I mean, granted, every time I sit down, I'm always like, how can I cross my legs? Because, you know, that's just in my nature. You know, I never understand the let me just like hinge my hips out. I'm like, for what? Well, there's this persistent myth among men that your balls will get crushed if you close your legs and or cross them. No. But it's simply not true. It makes a pocket, then they drop down. It's great. I, I'm sure that there's some anomalous elephantitis brothers out there that like can't do it no but like that's gotta be a statistical like minority there's no also, way go that's to a doctor bad. if your balls are so swollen yeah yeah or you jack off or something i don't know what's going on that's not, that's not a thing that, anyway um no it's if you cross your legs everything just you know it's a v it's a v it just drops down well, and it's like you don't have to do the uh, gay intellectual leg crossing where you go all the way, like, back of knee to front of knee. A lot of men don't do that just for optics alone because it is a bit fay, you know? Yes, but it's deeply comfortable. It, yeah, I agree. I like doing it, too. I'm not knocking it. But what I'm saying is people won't do that because of the optics. But you can go ankle to knee, which totally does nothing to your junk. Do you see this right now? All. Do you see this verticality that I'm, you know? Yeah. But even so, like, <clears throat> like you don't have to take up, you know, scissor legs. No, of course not. And on a subway train, the thing is, though, when it's crowded, you can't really cross your legs either because you can't effectively uncross them. They stick out a little bit they farther. They stick out you longer, You can't yeah. do that on a crowded train either. No. But that's fine. Just sit with your legs closer together. It's fine. Even if it's uncomfortable a little bit for a second. Whatever. Whatever. Live with it. I, <clears throat> I think that, I don't know. People are just on edge. I think We've been talking are, about this for years at this point. But. I know, but I don't know why, but it's, you know, noticeable now. It's been noticeable. People are wilding out with Nick Cannon all over the place. Yeah. It's bad. Well, everybody's just having a bad day because the trains don't run on time. I mean, you know, like, nobody is ever starting off on a good foot in public anymore. But they've been, I've been noticing in the morning, you know, eight in the morning, you know, the, it was second foggy day. We talked about first foggy day. Yeah. Right? There was a a double it was a double foggy and i went oh another fun one i was like i'm just chill i'm just chill going to work this is cool like fine we're gonna just roll through the fog honking everybody's honking everybody's honking and everyone's like i'm trying to go around a double part person i'm getting honked at i'm like what do you want me to do there's nowhere to go i know i think fog in new york is like ice in florida where suddenly people that have never had to deal with it just don't know what to do and start freaking out i don't get it yeah. i'm like but I have a feeling that's going to be a persistent feature going forward with mm-hmm. warmer autumns going into winter. We're oh, going to have yeah. heavy fog in October, November. Oh, and it's on. great. I love it. It looks nice. But you know what? Uh, because uh, Bay was at the airport that day, uh, that fog fucked up LaGuardia. And as a result, flights around the country for oh, yeah. 24 hours. Oh, of course. That fog delayed her flight by like seven hours. Oof. At least LaGuardia is nice now. LaGuardia fucking sucks. No. I had this conversation. I, I shan't take this LaGuardia slander. JFK all the way. I will never fly out of LaGuardia. I've, I love LaGuardia. I've never had anything but negative experiences there. Like, universally. It's not a pleasant place to be. Now it is. They do not run on time ever. Yes, they do. They do not. 
I've never had a hard time at at, at any other airport really. I've anywhere. scooched into LaGuardia, been like, "Hello." Walked right through to, to a spirit flight and left on time. Here's the problem. I like JFK, I think, because it's closer to the water. Your flights don't get delayed because they can just take off over the ocean. I guess Things yeah. fuck up at LaGuardia because there's traffic all over the place and they have to fly over New York. So if there's right. n- lack of visibility or there's otherwise a problem, you're really fucked. If you're at JFK, no matter which direction you're going, they just take off over the ocean and turn around. And once you're up in the clouds, weather ain't a problem. That's true. You know, I've had one delay at JFK that I can remember that was super severe when I had to drive to Ohio. That sucked. Oh, yeah. But other than that, listen, not so bad. LaGuardia has a Shake Shack now. It's great. JFK's always had one. Only in one terminal. Doesn't matter. I don't know what you're looking for out there. Mm. Well. It's always been with you at the former Idlewild Airport. I do kind of want to stay at the TWA Hotel Airport. Yeah, I know a couple people that have done that. I mean... It, it seems, seems expensive nice. for no reason. Eh, that's probably not. You're still expensive. at a fucking airport. Yeah, it's what do you you know? It's a fun thing for a couple to do for like one night. Yeah, it's not even that like probably not even that fun though. What no. are you gonna do the rest of the time? You're you know stuck at I mean? the fucking airport. Yeah, 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 you're at the airport. Not much to do. And you can't go through security if you don't have a ticket. And you're like, I want to go to the restaurants. You want to go to the airport restaurants? In L.A., you can go to Guy Fieri's restaurant. If you buy a refundable ticket. Oh, nice. Get like an atomic blue. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Get some flame shit going and then just re- get your refunded ticket. You mm. can't do that in New York because terrorisms. Yeah. Well, it's, no, they have terrorisms in L.A. too. but Where? I don't know. Yeah, I guess. What are you going to attack over there? The Staples Center. Yeah. No Ruin one a very do. famous skate spot. That would make me upset. Uh, no one's doing that. I mean, we already terrorized that city enough by sending Klaus Bibblebopin over there to run LACMA or LA Mocha. Oh, um, wait a minute. Let me check my list because I made a. I made a. Oh, did you did you know Lee Bontaku was still alive and just died like yesterday? Interesting point. I did not know she was still alive, and I just learned today that she died. I was like, "Excuse me, ma'am. I thought you've been dead for twenty years." Yeah, I th- I just. Did she just stop making stuff? Maybe it's the nature, the morbid nature of the way her work kind of looks. Yeah. Thought she'd been, been done been done dead. I just assumed from the very first time I ever saw one of those, oh, this artist has been dead for like 40 years. Yeah. I thought she died in like 1971. I would say 80s. Something. Yeah. You know? Everything I'd seen, I, I thought her work was always dated to like in the, the 60s. 60s. And I was like, okay, all right. And they're all kind of the same and whatever, you know. Holes. No one cares. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it turns out she's still alive, and everyone's like, oh, tribute to Lee Bontecu. And I'm like, another one of these like elderly artists that dies, and it's like, oh, yeah, you're in museums, but like, does anybody care about you and your work? I don't um, think so. <clears throat> Can you think of a single artist influenced by her? I can't, really. Yeah. I don't even understand the historical context of why those are important. I'm Other like, dead ladies? You were just around, and we needed a lady? I don't know. Something. I mean, you know, those whole... I just, I just don't think they're very good, is what I'm saying. Oh no! Some of them are really great, like because they're architectural, and then the the voids are always like really dark, and you're like, ooh. Mm. Yeah, but they're not very much fun, you know. They're too ser- too self serious. Yeah, that's. I mean, it's like looking at a. What's the other lady who had the blue lights on the black charred sculpture that you just fix with a can of Krylon and a, a dream? Oh, Nevelson. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's in that vein of like, mm, I did my thing, and you're like, okay, you got anything else? And they're like, no. Yeah, that's true. Very one note, but yeah, I didn't know she died. R.I.P. I guess. Sure. Sure. I didn't know she was alive, but sure, rip. Um, uh, I learned two other interesting art facts today. One I'll, I'll do very quickly because it's not that interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jasper Johns' house in Stony Point uh, is now a pilgrim site for fashion photographers and influencers. What? Because the person that's owned it for a decade... Do you know this house that I'm talking about? It's not his Stony Connecticut Point. house. He he had it from like the early 70s until the late 80s. He lived there like 15 years. Where's Stony Point? Stony Point's like uh, right uh, northwest of the Bronx. I mean, it's almost as close as Yonkers. It's oh. very close to New York. Interesting. <clears throat> um, but he built this like, you know, it, it's it's like all slightly upstate or Connecticut style places where, you know, big-ish properties, kind of yeah. wooded, pretty nice. But he, he bought like a cheap house and he renovated the fuck out of it and made like a really nice studio and kind of reworked the house so it was very light filled like there's windows everywhere you've probably seen pictures of him working in there and not known it sure because the studio looks like a studio unless you see a certain angle you can't really even tell he's in the house but anyway 
this house is like kind of iconic in in his time and the person that bought it 10 years ago because it got passed around a couple times and then finally somebody settled on it because it was Jasper Johns's house. And I was like, I'm going to kind of keep this in situ. Yeah. There's interesting parts about it where like, you know, the the bathtub that appears in some of his later like Trump Loy paintings, uh-huh. that bathtub is still there oh. with the same handles. There's certain doors and windows and stuff that appear in his paintings that are from that house. So interesting. there's elements of it that are there. And she decided to keep it and she was sort of living there, sort of not. And when her husband died, <coughs> she just decided to market it. As like a place for photographers to come because it's beautiful. It's probably gorgeous, yeah. And now influencers, like I said, and fashion photographers, they go there. And there was this whole suite of pictures in this article I read. It was like from some local newspaper. You know, it was. It's not a like well-known thing. And you see these things, and you're like, oh, wait a minute. I think I've seen this picture before. And it's like, oh yeah, that's like Jasper Johns's backyard. Apparently, this has been going on for a while, and it's fairly prevalent. And you would never even know it. So what do you do, just like rent it by the hour? Yeah, I think you can just rent it by the hour. Oh, you want to rent it by the hour and record a pod from there? <laughs> that would be pretty fun. We Wait. should do it when he dies, the ghost of Jasper. We'll do a little seance up in Stony Point, you know, Ooh, record it from spooky. the bathtub. I mean, you can take tw- a little soak. And yeah, the, don't twist my arm. I'll, br- I'll, bring, I'll bring some salt and let's go. <laughs> um, interesting. Yeah. Now, the second and... I think more interesting thing that I learned is, did you know Winston Churchill was a painter? No. So, you know, we love George W. Bush on this podcast, famously. Only his only his painting works. And watch this drive. I mean, there's a lot to love there. We like him as a personality. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Honestly, he, you know, you know, he also won, you know? Yeah. Mission accomplished. Rem- mission, remember mission accomplished. Absolutely, mission honestly. Ac- mission accomplished. He's got a lot of great. He's ones. got a lot of good. He's got a lot of really good. Oof. But my f- my point is, you know, famous conservatives that make paintings, I love them. They're always fun to learn about. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb, and even though you know he's got that R, you know, in the blood, he's like I don't really care what anybody does. No, I just no, had to no, do no. a thing, you know. He got kicked out of the National Guard for doing cocaine. He's not affiliated. He's unaligned. I had to jerk off in a coffin. I thought that was weird, but I thought it was fun because they had cocaine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like... He ended up in Skull and Bones for, like, totally alternative reasons, not power. No! He just... He he fell ass backwards into that, and he's just having a good time. He's been done having a good time. Mm -hmm. Uh, Why am I Southern today? What is going on? I can't wear light jeans. Mm, Yeah, that's That's why. So Anyway. anyway, Winston Churchill was also a painter. Oh, boy. Are they bad? No. Are they good? This is what was shocking to me, is they're definitely not bad. Certain of them are pretty good. I What's was, with these warmongers of the era being painters, you know? I, well, you We're going to find the stash of uh, Mussolini paintings that no one knew about? This is actually an interesting thread. We sh- I, I want to think about this and then maybe explore this at a later date, because there are really weird similarities between some of these guys. Like, you know... W didn't start painting till after his presidency, right? right? He's sort of in his dotage and he's like figuring it out. Winston Churchill started painting after World War One because he was uh, fired as general secretary of the Navy because mm-hmm. he really fucked up the Gallipoli campaign and got a bunch of people killed. Well, so he thought his career was over, and you know, Bush's career is over. Got a lot of people killed. Kind of guilty about it, like time to paint him. It's sort of weird. Yeah. So Churchill starts painting because he thinks he's, he's over. He thinks he's done. And he's just going to do this. And, you know, World War II comes later and he, his reputation is resuscitated. Mm. But um, I was surprised to see some of them. I was like, whoa, his color is good. He has like a Fairfield Porter-esque sense of economy. They all kind of have Fairfield Porter level like Well, because that's handling. the kind of painting they're interested yeah, in, right? Yeah. Like in this Churchill article I read, like he was very... Um, he was very indifferent or hostile to modern art, but he liked like everything up to like uh, Matisse. And, tracks, and I would yeah. say W's probably in the same camp of like I don't fuck with them abstractions, but you know, you give me a nice goldfish and haha, look at the fish. You know, he's like <laughs> he's he's feeling it. They love that <laughs> shit. And <laughs> give me a nice goldfish. <laughs> I fucks with them fish. Mm-hmm. I want to paint some of them. Yeah. So they, they're like, they oh have the boy. same aesthetic. Okay. Kind of like lowbrow, a little kitschy, you know. But 
I saw some of these Churchill paintings, and I was like, damn, the light and shade in these, if these were big, like Fairfield Porters are, these would be good paintings. The fact that they're... Oh, they're going to be little shits. The fact that they're yeah. small, and, you know, they're they're behind the times for even when he was painting. Well... But I was shocked to see... Oh, Was you, it better than other British painting? The thing is, it was better than a lot of current artists that are doing this exact same thing. Oh, oh I make fey little landscape paintings. Oh. Turns out Winston Churchill is a better painter than you. Like, that's weird well, and bad. You shouldn't... You should be better than that, you know? Or cite him as a source. That would be fun. That would be kind of fun, too, you know? Um, but apparently, it was a Times article. Apparently, his stuff is starting to go at auction for, like, very considerable sums. Uh, and it seems like the, it, there's a turn being taken where this was always kind of true, like medium-level expensive because of the name. Yeah. But now they're getting to the point where people are kind of like, actually... Not bad? They're not that bad, and they're they're going for, like, six figures, you know? 40000 no, no, no! Six figures. Oh, like hundred. Oh, oh, thousand. Oh, okay. Wow. Well, well, you know. Well, I mean, that's kind of like you know, like a Planet Hollywood level like auction thing. It was always going to be like ten thousand dollars for like a Winston Churchill painting. And you're like, really? Well, and ag- and now it's like, hey, they're not bad. And again, considering how old they are, there was one of them that I saw in the little Google image search that I did. That I was like, did Fairfield Porter like actually steal from this? There. Because Fairfield Porter was painting forty years after this, right. this painting, and there was one Churchill made of like somebody, you know, sitting on like a palatial estate, like having a picnic at an outdoor table, that was painted well and with the same kind of light and shadow that you would see in a Porter. And I was like, man, I think the Fairfield Porter book I have has a very similar painting in it. Um, when's this Vanity Fair article from? Let's see. <clears throat> 2015. His color is very good. It is good. A lot of the time it's good. It's not always good. No, it's very good. Uh, interiors, not good. Not good. He's a little fussy in places, but when he when he hits it, he hits it. A little too detail-oriented, mm-hmm. a little granular, you know? That one's not good. Well, and it's just fascinating that's to me, too. That's a little too, too That's not so great. Not bad. You know what I'm saying? Like, look at the shadows of those trees. I'm like, that's a porter move. That's a good move. That's a, it's a little again too detailed in certain places. We're but not like, working all over. That's true. But like being able to hit, I want that with the giant cane. That's great. Yeah, being able to like hit light and shade with some amount of economy and you know using well relatively bright color. It's not that easy. So <sighs> it's fascinating. And and not you know that hard either. But you know. No, but, you know, we're talking about somebody that didn't start painting until they were 40 years old. Mm. And you have motherfuckers that paid, you know, speaking of six figures, they go get their MFA somewhere, and they can't even do it that good. Yeah. So that's kind of sad. But the other thing is, we're joking about W and stuff, but, like, don't forget, his companion in the Second World War, Mr. H, we'll call Mm -hmm. him Mr. H. Oh, boy. Mr. H. (sighs) He was also a painter. Yeah, that's why I said, like, why are all these people... <clears throat> what would be kind of sick, I don't know if Stalin ever made any art, but it would be amazing to get a Churchill, a Stalin, and a Hitler as a suite. Jesus Christ. Like, if I won the Powerball the other day, the first thing I'm doing before I even get a lawyer is finding an auction house and getting a Churchill, a Stalin, and a Hitler. I mean, if you get a Stalin... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't think he ever did anything. That's the problem. Oh, he did things. Oh, no, oh, he, did, he, he, did, oh, he did plenty of things. I he mean, did lots of things. You could call it performance art, you know. I'd be like, someone go get me Stalin's mustache. Ooh, that's actually really... I wonder if somebody kept it. It was covered in vomit when he died, though. Really? <laughs> yeah, Stalin Stalin like had a crazy stroke where he like pissed himself and shit himself and vomited and just died instantly on the floor. Oh. And people left him in the room because they were like, what do we do now? Oh, yeah, there was the movie. Yeah, that funny movie with... Was know. it funny? Yeah. Funny in like a too clever kind of way. Yeah. But yeah. Mm. Um hmm. Yeah, but you know, you could start a collection, get Stalin's mustache, get like FDR's cigarette holder, get a Hitler watercolor, get a Churchill painting. I don't know what Mussolini was up to, get the garrote that this they is, strangled him with. Oh, <clears throat> this is like your like gold tier cursed your, objects. Yeah, yeah. Your diamond your di- delta diamond medallion level of cursed objects, you know? Yes, it is. Somebody Apparently, Brad Pitt gifted a Churchill painting to Angelina Jolie when they were married, which is a very weird gift. 
Yeah, he's a weirdo. Like, I'm trying to picture, you, you know, it's like your wife's birthday, and you're like, I'm trying to get some head. Churchill painting. Like, what are you thinking, dude? That's so weird. Why would you do that? She's the same person who wore a vial of Billy Bob Thornton's blood around her neck. Very good point. I forgot about you that. You know, there's some twistedness and until we started adopting, you know, flavors of the rainbow across the world. Well, not like that's not weird. That's also weird. That's like... That's twisted in a very specific way. Inverted Epstein. You're like, I can't fuck him, so I guess I'll just take care of them. Ugh. You know? Okay. That's kind of how it reads to Listen, me. Listen, John Voight did something to those kids, and I don't know what it was. <laughs> John Voight, famous Hollywood conservative. It all circles back. To what? Conservatives. <laughs> Being weirdos. No shit. <laughs> No shit. The whole culture is run by conservatives being weirdos. It's true. I mean, yeah, because at least, I don't know, maybe that makes sense in the way that why our culture is so like fucked in a certain way. Because it's like, oh no, they're doing their little squirrely, squirrely weird things. And it's just like, oh, you're into what? Like, what are you, German? Right. Why are yeah, you yeah. so into piss play? Like, what is going well, this on? This is why the Pizza pl- Gate people get all up in arms about Podesta or whatever. Because this is true of elites in general. They're like, he has paintings of what in his house? And like, f- to an art world person, you're like, oh yeah, that's just that's just bad taste. Yeah. But like regular people look at that and they're they're like, um, a Dahmer sculpture and like pedophile paintings. Uh, this isn't normal. But to these people, it's all normal, <sighs> and it all stems from the John Voights of the world. Yeah, like what? What are what are the like conservatives with power doing? Like, you know, light puppy play. No, no, no literally. No, no. Yes, you're thinking of Biden's Secretary of Defense. Or that's whatever. what I. Yeah, yeah, but that's the same shit. It it's is like, true. Literally, two sides pe- of exactly the same. But it, even that's like so like mild. You know, it's not scat. No, but you never know what he's up to behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. If that's what he's doing publicly, I mean, you pull the the tail plug out. Too but we hard, know what the conservative all over the place. Okay. Boom, 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 boom. Time for the after show? Yeah. 